0: The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement, and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th.
1: Feed me more. conversation with the big guy this is the big guy ryback and i'm sitting
0: all the way across the country with the one pat buck we care about this show so much we've decided to figure out technology and uh we're gonna bring this pot we want to be more current we got a lot of things going on but we're absolutely we're recording through uh through facetime like a couple of gentlemen and uh i'm pat buck and we have our recorders god i hope this works man i really hope this episode gets out there
1: it will, it will be really defeating if we do two episodes tonight because I think that's the plan before I head over to the UK for my 11-day Feed Me More tour is to do two of these, you know, tonight. And uh, if not, I'll have to bring my, my podcast equipment with me. And um, one of which you actually were kind enough to get me my birthday gift, you know, it's the H4N Pro, I believe, the handy recorder. So, again, thank you for that.
0: Yeah, just paying it forward. I know uh... – you know, I had mine passed to me from, from Cabana, which, uh, I heard on a podcast. He talked about you once, <laughs> but, uh, I think, <laughs> I think it's ironic that, you know, that's sort of speaking of, of that. Oh, you guys, I don't know if, I, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, I think, and I, I'm not, to, not to sit there and I'm not going to get to go into details or anything, but, uh, working this weekend, last weekend at a uh, house of hardcore for Tommy Dreamer in, in Colt, you know, Cabana was on the show and, uh, me and Colt always have gotten along. I was briefly—he was in FCW when I was down there, and mm-hmm. you know—and and he's always been really cool. Whenever we've seen each other at TVs, uh, wherever we, you know, cross paths or whatnot. And um, then all that stuff kind of happened with the, with the CM Punk stuff. But Colt never said anything no, negative towards me that I and, and uh But uh, it was really cool. He, you know, he uh, went a little talk at House of Hardcore, and and I—I I told you before, like you said he was very apologetic and I was kind of, I was very taken back by it. I thought it was, um, he he went above and beyond. He didn't have to do that, but he's, that just goes to show, you know, what kind of guy he is. And um, it was, it was really, it was a really cool moment. And, uh, and I'm not going to go into details or whatnot, but um, it, it made me feel good that he, you know, felt the need to, to talk about it. So um, Colt Cabana, you know can't be a nicer guy.
0: Yeah, he's great. I mean, I've always said he's, You know, very, very close friend, and uh, maybe that just ruined kayfabe because you you guys are supposed to hate each other when you battle at WrestleCon this year, and people can get their tickets for that on WrestleCon.com for WrestlePro on that Thursday night. Uh, Well, we'll
1: set up a nice little bully Ryback angle with me and Colt that weekend (laughs) where I, uh, just like the shower scene uh, on WWE TV, I'll do something really, really, you know, unnecessary
0: <laughs> so what else is going on you had your you had a couple indie appearances and uh we've been doing the podcast uh what's new
1: so there's so much going on so i'm excited the book wake up it's feeding time is right around the corner it is all it has been edited it is being put in, in the book format and the different formats for kindle to be uh, available on amazon here and we're going to get it out before the holiday season so uh for me that is uh that's a huge accomplishment because that's you know been it's about a year in the work in the works of uh from beginning to end of just of just writing that and you know writing a book is a lot harder than uh I'm a very physical guy, I'm sure as you know you are also so sitting down for like long periods of time and and focusing sometimes isn't the easiest of things to pull off, but um you know I kind of just did a had a routine where I would set aside you know, 20 to 30 minutes, sometimes an hour every night, and just start writing, and I was able to put everything together. So uh, I'm really looking forward to getting this book out there because (laughs) uh, I think there's a lot of valuable advice in there and of experiences that I've been through that can help people in all walks of life. So,
0: How long is a book?
1: 280 pages. Jesus Um, Christ. Yeah, which I, when I did it, I had no idea. You know, that was always my thing. I... I, (laughs) The last thing you want to do is write a book, and it's like 44 pages. Yeah. Like, big dumb meathead has nothing to talk about. Like, uh, it's all spelled so had, It's all spelled wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just workout
0: advice. And... <laughs> Just,
1: steroids, nutrition, and working out are the three <laughs> topics of motivation. Uh, no, no, this goes, goes way in depth, though. And, and as you can see, I, I kind of talk a little bit about a lot and um and i have some real life experiences a lot of real life experiences and um it's for me it it kind of all ties the entire feed me more brand together and um and for me it was a way to start my my journey as an author and i've always loved writing and uh starting out this i felt like this was a was a good first book and uh, i got to actually do the audible recording for audible um either overseas on this UK tour or when I get back. So, unfortunately, that won't be out before Christmas. Okay. Um, but the other formats will. And then, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I wasn't going to talk about either the, the little banged-up injuries I've had since being off the road with WWE. Yeah. Um, as you know, we talk all the time, so you hear me you'll constantly bitch about it. But mm-hmm. uh, when we talked about the bed with the back, and then one thing I haven't talked about... Was when I got off the road with WWE, um, you know those foam rollers. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. A lot of athletes uh, use, and if anyone's out there listening, they make ones that vibrate, that massage.
0: And I would assume I would assume most people know what foam rollers is, but maybe pe- some people, you know, like I said, the, there's a lot of large wrestling fans out there that don't do a lot of physical, not exulting, but that's just how it is. No. Uh, but it's like a it's like a foam massager that you can put over in different positions you could self massage to like get out kinks and muscle pain. Yeah. And, and it's, it's good. You know, I'll use it post-workout or when I'm crippled from training someone, I, I wake up my back's all messed up and it'll adjust me. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what I had to fucking explain what a foam roller is. I don't know. I just wanted to talk. I feel like it's always,
1: <laughs> uh, it's good to always do that, but I have one though. It was, uh, Titus O'Neill actually recommended it. The Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a, it's called, I think the ice massage, it's a, it's a, the one I have is a very firm foam roller, but it, it, you turn it on and it has three different levels of massage. Oh, wow. Where it vib- vibrates like crazy. Uh, so, so it could be used for foam rolling or if a sex toy. A <laughs> sex toy. Curtis Axel walked in once and Peaches from the WWE, the trainer was foam rolling his crotch one day. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, that's not true. But uh, we, me and Axel always joked about that with Peaches. Uh, I'll post a picture of peaches up on IG this uh when this airs and, uh, we love him. He, he was, he was, uh, always a great trainer, but so anyways, I'm foam rolling and, uh, I was foam rolling my right lat. Okay. Cause my shoulder that it, it's really good. I was told to foam roll on the lats, uh, to help with the shoulder tightness and that right shoulder that I had surgery on many years ago has always been kind of been the tight shoulder for me and been, uh, giving me a little trouble here and there. And, uh, one day i was doing it this so this massaging foam roller though is significantly harder than than any other foam roller that i have i rolled I, I don't know what i did but i hit a nerve in my lat and i had the worst pain in my lat and shoulder for probably 2 or 3 days i thought nothing of it i thought i just kind of tweaked a nerve you know what i mean you don't really sure. you don't really know but i noticed here over the the course of Four months after that, that my right lat started atrophying and my right shoulder started getting worse and worse, and where it was becoming a little unstable, well, I trapped a nerve in my lat. I found out. So, anyways, uh, it all came back, and, and I have to start. I had to start doing um, electrical stim on my lat to get it to start firing all the way. And, uh, I don't get any money for this or anything, but hands to go by Justin Roberts. Mm-hmm. He has his own electrical stim unit. He gave me many years ago and that thing has saved me, um, with this. And I've noticed my right lat now is, is now getting closer that uh, to my left one, but, um, just little things like that, that have happened, uh, along with the back. And it's just, uh, trying to get myself as healthy
0: as possible here with everything that I got going on. Okay. So or a couple of days away you're leaving for England. I'm trying to think uh what well, last weekend was House of Hardcore. I'm trying to go through like yep. what I don't remember what we talked about last episode or what to segue into or
1: we uh, what well, we were talking yeah. about the ankle injury which I I'll, I'll, I think I I'll, I'll pick up on that here eventually but well, you I, know I got to wrestle uh Matt Hardy yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Oh at, yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and and that was uh that was quite the experience and, and for me I haven't well before to before
0: we, before you do that. I don't I think we recorded before we all wrestled with Matt Hardy. So I think we have to put over my show yeah. before we talk about
1: it, before we, <laughs> before, we,
0: before we talk about other people's events. So but uh cuz that, that was the night before, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: we okay. recorded the night before and then we did the Wrestle Pro um where we did the tag match. Not the, I keep thinking it's a damn tag match. It was it was uh what what was it again?
0: Well, basically the way I thought about it is that uh you know, to squeeze everybody into the main event, it was a four-on-four. Four. It was me, it was you, yeah. it was the Broken Hearties versus uh, local heels here at EJ5. They're, you know, good, talented guys. Heavenly,
1: heavenly bodies are, you know, I, I can't say enough about them.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, they're good. Good they're good things. Good dudes. And uh, But, you know, we talked about this. The rings are smaller in the independents, so and my ring's 16 by 16. <laughs> And like Are they? Yes, they are. <laughs> so you're like, how the fuck are we going to have a four-on-four? And, four? and on top of that, most of the guys are independent. Not all of them, but we're not the same, for the most part, not as the same size as WWE performers. Like, there's, it's, it, there's a smaller, you know, it's more of a, I don't want to, I guess, cruiserweight scene. So we don't really notice. Not everybody
1: could be the fucking big guy, Buck. Yeah, of know? course.
0: But, like, even if you have, in a 16-foot ring compared to a 20-foot ring, it's hard to do a fucking tag match like it's pretty difficult yeah. I mean, we did it that one time and it was fine but like a four-on-four four match no fucking way there's no way we could make that we the fans wouldn't even be able to see the action going on because we'd just be spread out on the apron so i was like how do yeah. i how do i make this interesting so we made it like a war game style with every three minutes a new guy goes in i think it worked out great most successful show i've ever ran in my life having so you
1: congratulations and- on that and uh I think, too, the, with that, the crowd was great for that, so yeah. which is what I always go by. As long as the crowd is into it, um, that, that's what we do this for. You could put together the greatest game plan in the world, and the, the crowd's not into it. You know, you failed, but if you go out there, and you might even be, ah, oh, that sucked. But as long as the crowd likes it, that's all that matters.
0: And the following week, you're at WrestleCade. You wrestled against Matt Hardy. I did, and and so what I was saying is
1: there's not a lot. He was one of the, I think, I can't think of that many guys that I've been in the ring with that, you know, because as I came back as Ryback, and even there uh, briefly as Skip Sheffield, we got to do that SummerSlam tag match where I got to be in the ring with. with, For me, the, the cool thing about that was being, with edge, you know, Jericho, Jericho. Yeah. I've talked about, I, I love Jericho mm-hmm. and he's been great with me from day one, but getting to be for me, one of my childhood heroes and favorites, Bret Hart, um, at SummerSlam with the Nexus, the eight on eight match where Brett attacked me with a steel chair and got DQ'd, huh. uh, which was for me, that was cool as shit because it, and, and it wasn't, you know, a regular, it wasn't Bret Hart in his prime or yeah. but I was in the ring with Bret Hart. And, uh, and so for me, you know, that meant a lot. But you know, Matt was another guy that I grew up watching, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was cool to be able to be in the ring with him and to wrestle a guy like that. And uh, Red Rover, Red Rover, that guy is fucking over yeah. uh, right now with the broken Matt Hardy gimmick. So,
0: so are you the heel or no? How was that? Was it mixed or uh,
1: face face? I, the crowd, you know, it was it was it was mixed, and we were doing the feed me more and the delete 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 back and forth, and uh, I, I would say. He's uh, he's red hot right now though with everything. He's
0: he's the hottest thing in wrestling, bar none. He's the most over guy in wrestling in any company, which is crazy to say that. But he's he's the guy.
1: Yo, and uh, just talking with him too. It's so uh, we sat and just talked for a while in in the back. uh, You know, and I was just like, man, he uh, he's an enjoyable human being, and uh, so because I told you before, you meet a lot of guys and they don't quite live up to expectations and whatnot. And I was like, and so it's always good when you can just start bullshitting with somebody that you first, you just meet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, he, he was very thankful and, uh, as was I and, and appreciative afterwards. So, uh, it was a cool moment and, uh, and I enjoyed every second
0: of it. All right, cool. Well, uh, I had a miserable weekend. Uh, I think I told you about this. Well, I don't know if it's a bad, (sighs) all right. So. I've said this before, but my full time job, not just being a promoter, is being a trainer. You know, I'm in the ring a lot. Honestly, I really think I've been in the ring as far as training more than any wrestler on the planet. If you really you kill up, yourself, yeah. And uh, but the, I mean that's one thing. Like, I, like sometimes I feel bad, but that you know, hey, that comes with the territory. But here's the thing: I don't know if anyone's ever had this before uh, because I have to. I go. I, I like to go to the gym. And then I come home, and then I got to go to training. And sometimes there's huge periods of time in between. I got to skip over traffic. I got to leave early. I got to – so I don't have a lot of time to like and, – and I do a lot of physical activities. So if I go to the gym and I do weights and I do cardio, I'll squeeze in a quick shower. If I can't, if I just do weights, I'll go to my school. Long story short, I got a bad case of, j- of jock itch <laughs> and, it, and it's so wait.
1: <laughs> now now what exactly is jockage for everybody listening out
0: there? It's fucking gross, okay? It's it's the same thing as athlete's foot. You ever had athlete's foot before?
1: Uh I don't I maybe maybe. Really? I can't even remember. Yeah.
0: So it's the same thing. You can get it on your um like people get like a, a fungus? It's a fungus. And it's it fucking and I've had this before, man, because like the rings I train on granted, like they're not dirty, but they're not clean. So I'm at two schools. I'm in the ring for multiple hours. Chances are I've been to the gym that day. You know, even if I take a shot, I'm always going. Sometimes my gear could be a little wet. So I got a bad. It it basically is a rash around your your nether region around that area. And it's it's itchy. Is it
1: on? Is it on your actual dick though, or is it more just like it's, is it's the... mostly
0: in like the, those side areas? But a couple, okay, of, a couple the of
1: crevices of your crotch,
0: yes, a couple okay. of them are crawling forward. And that's why on sun. uh, and it, this has been about two weeks to be honest with you. I'm like, I can't take, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, I gotta, I have to do something about this. And I, but you don't want to go, is there be... a
1: spray? Do you like well, get a spray in the store? Yeah, or no?
0: they have like loterman and they have like. You Know to tough acting to an actin'. it's all because, yeah, because jock it. Is... I've,
1: I've bought that for my balls before, really. Yet. so like j- just randomly, just because wrestling, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, I don't know why it's cr- just spray my balls, <laughs> it's
0: just, <laughs> just like the cool <laughs> sensations. Uh, it, so after a
1: hot shower, legitimately, uh, yeah, I just like okay, sorry.
0: <laughs> so, um. It starts getting really bad. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the doctor because it's awkward. And like, hey, look at my, yeah. di- look at my dick. I have a horrible rash. But, uh. So wait,
1: is that what you have to, is that what you had to do? Is that, uh, <sighs> what, what, what was the process on this?
0: So I couldn't let this go away any longer. And it also could be contagious. And I Ooh. think I might've, I love her to death. I think my wife got a little bit on, uh, on her, oh, no. on her. And I'm like, oh god, I feel terrible. So I'm like, I got to get this out of control. So
1: I I don't even know if I want to ask a follow up on that or not. Just keep going. I'm not gonna. It's uh, where is it? Respect to Lauren. Yeah, yeah. I was. It's on her face. Oh, I know. That's what. I mean, you're married, so So it's it's okay. But yeah, no, it's totally okay. But I was hoping when you said that, I was like, oh, it's.
0: it's just a little circle. Like, it's a... But... Okay, so here's the thing. So, Sunday comes. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go to the doctor. So, I just moved to Queens. Uh, luckily, I have a doctor, like, 10 minutes away. I could walk there. I go there. I check in. I've never been there before. And I'm just like, you know, I hope I get, like, a nice old man or, like, an older, decrepit woman. Old
1: Saudi. They, those are always... It's
0: just something. And, and who yeah. walks in? A very, very beautiful nurse. And I'm going oh, Fuck! You got to be kidding me. So, and she's like, "Well, what are you here for?" I'm like, "Well, I, I have a rash, and I'm like, I know what's coming next, but like, I'm, dude, I'm like, it's cold in there. I'm, I'm, I'm. Does she I'm, give
1: you? Does she give you a moment where she leaves and like you throw a porn on to prep for a minute? Exactly. So
0: fluff up. I'm like, this is gonna be so bad. I'm like, this can't get any worse. And she's like, well, she doesn't look at me yet, but she goes. Here you go. Take this. And she drapes it over my, my crotch. Uh, my pants are on. And she's like, you, you don't have to put this on, but you lower your pants and you put the, like the robe thing over it to protect. Like just, just like a shield. Like it's, like a, it's like a thin piece, but like a doctor gown. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just drop your pants and cover it. And then she's like, I'll be right back with the doctor. So I'm like, okay, whoo, I escaped this one. This won't be that bad. She yeah. leaves, comes back. Another female doctor, (laughs) and she wasn't like as like stunning, but it was still enough where she's younger. And I'm like the, and then she's in the room. She's like she's with me. She's studying, so she's gonna take a look at what's going on. I'm like, okay, and I gotta pull. Oh
1: great, yeah, yeah.
0: I gotta pull it aside to see my decrepit, scared, just like spotted. And they're poking and prodding, and like that's what this is. Look at this area. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. But they gave me.
1: you're a test subject right now for this
0: with my pants down with yeah. two you know uh, it, it could have been beautiful, any
1: beautiful yeah
0: they gave me a a little uh powder prescription powder prescription uh uh cream and i'm'm I'm, I'm back though but uh, that was my son Buck is back he's back clean crotch so I
1: actually have two spin offs of that out of two different circumstances where I had to go um to the doctor one with the infamous Jackie in Louisville, Kentucky when we broke oh, up. Oh, I remember this. Okay. When I was uh, drinking heavily, I was drinking so much vodka. This was at the height of, of my, my drinking period. And she, uh, I started having, uh, I was always, remember during that period, it, money was very, very tight. I was really big on going to Wendy's and getting the double stacks yeah. for 99 cents. And I would eat a lot of the burgers with no bun. And I was I was notorious for going there and, ordering 10 double stacks with no buns <laughs> and eating it multiple times a day because I would be able to get all of this massive amount of protein and fat in with low carbs. Um, and, uh, and, and quite cheaply might I add. So anyways, we were arguing over something we'd been fighting. I'd moved out. I'm living in the little shitty studio apartment and one I, Remember I, I was at work, and I just started not feeling great and started it started burning when I pissed and I started getting like real bad oh, it hurt to go to the bathroom like I couldn't like like shitting everything was really? like, I was a me- yeah, and i didn't know what it was really hard to piss and and I was internally having a lot of pain just in that entire entire region of my my body, and it was so depressing looking back, but really funny at the same time. It was like holiday season, Christmas time. <laughs> I'm all alone in my studio apartment. It's dark, and, like, I was, like, just so depressed. I didn't even want so depressed at the height of my drinking, I didn't want to drink because I didn't know what was going on with me. And she – we'd, like, been trying to work things out. Okay. But something had happened where we got another fight, and she was, fuck it, I'm going out tonight with my friends, which is always – the worst yeah you're still kind of together and ah getting a cramp sorry did legs <laughs> today Ooh. fuck that's awkward <laughs> uh. sorry <laughs> shit uh. i apologize for that did uh i i got to talk about that too in a little bit I, I did really high reps today because I'm, I'm taking it easy on squats for a while on body weight stuff to let my back rest and uh so i did uh I did 300 boso 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 ball squat boso ball squats today okay. after my my leg workout and uh were you on that little half ball and, and that, rocks <laughs> and uh, that's taking and, it easy but,
0: jesus christ uh,
1: but 30, 30 sets today for legs so it's even with my electrolytes I'll still occasionally get a cramp on things like this but uh so back to the she I finally I, I'm just severely depressed sitting in this apartment and I was in so much pain and money was tight, but I had that sweet smoky bones health insurance. Sure. Uh, from Darden. So I take myself down about, it's like 15 minutes from me, wherever I was 10, 15 minutes to the, to the ER or whatever the, I had to go. Um, and I of course get a smoking hot doctor someone that I've never seen. Uh, but she was telling me, she gives me this long lecture that I had, uh, and that's TD. Okay. And without examining me or anything, and I was, she was like, Has you, have you been with anybody other than your girlfriend? I go, no. And she goes, well, then your girlfriend gave you this. Oh, boy. So, and we had no test yet, just questions on what she thought it might be. So anyways, they had to do the, the swab deal. Uh. On the, yeah. And uh, I didn't have the results for like a week. But that was, like, enough. I called the, the ex that night and broke it off with her for good. Sure. Thinking that, like, and uh, the results come in a week later. It was E. coli from... Oh, my uh,
0: God. From the burgers?
1: Yeah. from had, That was the only thing that I was constantly eating so much of. And uh, it had somehow gotten my urinary tract. <laughs> and it was, to this day, it was just a weird coincidence of fate um because, because you're, i needed to break
0: because breakable you're touching Sorry, like ahead. you're touching the burgers without the bun it's probably all over your fingers and then you go to the bathroom or something and it travels up there go uh. jerk
1: off with the meat <laughs> grease <laughs> it's just all sad the, uh, and developmental yeah, just uh, the combination of of lotion and meat grease <laughs> and uh <laughs> no but they uh So anyways though, but that ended up being, again, such a positive for me because she, our breakup was so bad and she had said some really negative bad things to me, how I would never make it as a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And that really kind of even lit more of a fire under my ass. It was like, oh yeah, I'll show you. And you know what I mean? So not that I needed that or anything, but it definitely didn't hurt. So, but we're friends now and everything. I haven't talked to her in a while, but um, you know, since then everything, time heals all wounds and we've, both matured past everything. Um, the second one was my groin injury that during that that hot run, me and Curtis Axel had his rib axle, where the I had the groin injury that I talked about with you before, where I ended up I tore one groin and wrestled for seven months, and the, the last month I tore my other groin um, from compensating so much, and it was the worst pain. My balls were swelling up all the time, and Jesus, finally. And and I'm on the road working four or five nights every week and I didn't wanna I didn't wanna fuck over Axel yeah. at the point either and like go get fixed and but I was And you guys you, were
0: you guys were always put in such a good spot on television. I mean <laughs> to,
1: to to lose that fucking hot spot that we had that they were fucking relying on us to fill week in and week out. Uh you know, that's something you just can't walk away from. Yeah. And uh that's a joke, Marks. Um <laughs> No, but it was, I, it was the most of me, I talk about it all the time. It was the most fun tagging with Axel, and I love him. He's one of my good, good friends. Um, but creatively, it fucking sucked. And uh, there's so much content that we did on the WWE, you know, web, the, the, their uh, internet stuff during all that, and WWE.com that, that, you know, eventually one day will be seen on the greatest hits of Ryback DVD. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> three matches. Um, so I finally go get I, I gotta go get fixed by this guy Dr. Myers in Florida. I mean in uh, Philadelphia. I apologize. So uh, they had to go, and he's the only guy that did, they're called core muscle tears. That what I had, where essentially it was two spots right above my dick. Okay. On, you know where the, my ab, my low super low ab had torn, and it, it's connected into my groin. Both my groins were pulled, but that they start. Pulling on your low abs when they're screwed up like that. And Is it was it from wrestling
0: those, or was it from weightlifting?
1: No, from wrestling. Wrestling. So yeah, the one so my both one groin was pulled, the other groin was pulled, then one uh low ab tore, then the other low ab tour uh low ab tore. So it was kinda of a sequence of four things that happened. So I had to get both those those tears fixed. I had two holes in my low stomach. And and dude, I tell you, it was the most miserable period. I couldn't no sex, mm. nothing for months, uh, and I tried, Whoa. And, and and like I had to stop. I couldn't like on on numerous Wait, occasions. W-
0: was this the time where we were cha- you challenged me and I I did it where we go a whole month without? What was it was it watching porn? Yeah, Remember yeah, that? that
1: was most. Yeah, that was during that period.
0: Jesus, so that's why you did. it. <laughs> I actually did it With on my the- own. I, I,
1: I had a little help. I, I had I had a little bit of pain
0: going on in the groin region. Uh, I, thought you were being, made a, I thought you were being <laughs> self righteous, like, "Hey, I found this new thing." I was like, "No way." Okay. No, I w- <laughs> no, I, well,
1: I was, but I knew I had a little bit of assistance on my side. Uh...
0: <laughs> so to explain to people, there was at one you come up. Sometimes you find like this new thing. You're like, "Look, I got this new thing. I'm doing. I'm not watching porn for 30 days." And yeah. it, it'll just mentally reset you to a point, and I'm like, I, I don't. Think I talk I,
1: about this. I talk about this in my book. It's really? called "There's a website, Our Brains on Porn," where essentially, porn has desensitized us, mostly men, to the when you actually have sex because you have so much available to you now these days. So you think about it, like, and I talk about this in much more detail in the book. That like, remember when you were a kid, we were kids. I used to see a Cosmopolitan magazine or a, a Victoria's Secret. My mom would have in her bathroom, yep. and that was like that fucking was gold.
0: A Sears yeah. catalog, yeah,
1: yeah. The women's section of there, the women of there, like was, and then so, and just imagine kids today. Their first, their first experience with it's on their cell phones, having access to any yep. type of porn they want. So essentially, there's these theories out there that that when you watch this porn on on a, on such a regular basis and use it to stimulate your mind, whereas we never had to do that, that you kind of become desensitized to it. And the actual act of sex is it becomes less than what it once was mm-hmm. because you have access to all this porn. So if you cut the porn out in theory, your brain can reset and it sometimes takes two to three months but they say within the first 30 days you'll definitely notice the difference and, and if you truly truly stick to it and and don't use porn to essentially masturbate yeah. and just use your mi- and use your mind use your mind or use your mind or don't do it at all is what they are the two things they kind of recommend uh you will notice how you are much more um enthusiastic about sex yeah so to speak i remember that set up
0: yeah i did it i really did i lasted 30 days yeah. i think uh Couple people I know, I think I think Brosky lasted a day and a half. Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, we always gotta insult him because he sometimes insults the podcast. Which is, hey, it is what it is. Um, Broski
1: does, it, but he put it over a lot too, though. Then I think he just came across a couple episodes he didn't wasn't weren't wasn't thrilled about.
0: If we don't talk about wrestling, he's not happy. I think that's I think that's what it is. I have no idea, but he he told me the last two episodes were shit in his own words. So there was
1: very little wrestling talk on there. Yeah. So.
0: But the last one, the politics one, we had really decent ratings. I don't know. I don't know what fucking people want to hear. We're just our, gonna...
1: our listens to that podcast. One to the, the politic one has been, been very good so far. So Super strong. Yeah. I, and it's one of those things I told you, this is, and and part of the reason for doing this, because I had this stigma and, and people kind of had me labeled as who they thought I was mm-hmm. through WWE programming and whatnot. And, and, and let's not get the, I, I'm a wrestler and that's sure. what I was, but I'm also a lot of other things. And, and I'm a real guy and, and I couldn't control, you know, uh, that I'm goddamn, I'm a fucking robot from the future. I'm fucking hungry. Mm-hmm. Like that was what we wanted people to see for the longest time. And, um, wasn't allowed to, to kind of step outside of that box. And when I did, I was, I was reprimanded and, you know, not getting, not given any mic time, but, um, it's, it will take time to start bringing in other viewers with the supplements, with the book coming out that that we will have a larger fan base outside of, of the wrestling audience. So it's just, I think everybody likes to right now, likes us to talk about wrestling because I think it's always as a fan, cool to get the inside scoop on things and, um, and what, what, what's going on and what we're thinking and whatnot. So,
0: so should we continue on from last episode? You know, well, uh, I'd
1: like to finish. I don't want to, we skip around sometimes. So to get back to the, the groin, uh, incident, I had to go to this Dr. Myers in Philadelphia. This is no joke, man. Um, they bring me in there. They, they, we've already discussed the surgery. So it's the day before they have to bring me in to do the prep and kind of go over th- everything with me. They bring me in there. There's a doctor and a team of like two other people, mm-hmm. and they tell me like we're gonna. They put me in a gown and uh, they're, they kind of explained everything. And he goes, "We're gonna lie on the table, and then uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to look at everything and, okay. and kind of and but then they bring in an entire team of like <laughs> students. So hello, ladies and gentlemen, the big guy right back here, and he's uh... and like so how many these people there was like six or seven people in there like out on top of the doctor and his staff (laughs) and and they they got their clipboards and i'm just like god knows whatever the fuck you know they got to write down but they're i I just wanted to say like can we like a little privacy (laughs) like and, like, they were asking wrestling questions before this, but no joke. The doctor, this is the only guy that does the particular surgery for the core muscle tears in the United States. He is incredible. And he tells me, he goes, Yeah, you'll never believe it. And he knows nothing about wrestling, like, as far as watching. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Yeah. He goes, I did Goldberg. Goldberg had the same injury. Oh, and I'm shit. Lo- and I'm like, I was just like, You gotta be fucking kidding me. We've had the same fucking growing. Like, it, it was, I was like, this is just too much of a coincidence and uh but it made me laugh and uh but that was the second story of having to lie down and and have a team of people um just look at my coffee and <laughs> they will never
0: forget that too
1: so uh yeah the, i'm i'm the, the topic of many
0: christmas and thanksgiving stories i'm sure yeah. so what else we got here With them. we got uh you know we're we're picking up where we left off I don't know if at this point we've changed the date of the podcast because silly me, I want to put this out every Monday, and then our uh, we don't always get the live reads in. Or I realize that nobody puts their podcast out on Mondays because, yeah. well, because uh, I don't know. They the don't, live yeah, they, the live
1: reads come in on Monday, so you can't. It's better to kind of put it out probably on a Wednesday
0: or a Thursday, right? Yeah, I think so. Some like everyone comes out later in the week, Thursday, Friday. We'll figure it out, but. Uh, Should we go back, you think, or should we just keep going forward? I mean, I think, don't you have more to go with uh, what we talked about last episode? Part two with
1: the ankle. Yeah, no, I definitely think we need to get into part two. And, uh, you know, part one will be airing actually this week coming up here for us as we're recording right now. Um, I left off with... Trying to think of where I left off exactly on on do you remember when I when I was talking I had it right before we we got to go on on this
0: uh, I think there was stuff with uh, uh, I asked Kenobi. You about the, okay
1: the Kenobi in the trunks that was kind of where we we'd wrapped up with and him wanting the uh, those sweet photos of me in my trunks and in different yeah okay ah um, oh, wow so but you' touched on this before with So when when John Laurinaitis called me, and and fired me, and then I got him not to fire me during that phone call, he forgot to tell the legal department that Friday not to send me my firing papers. Okay. Because who it was already done that I was fired from their end, so they did the paperwork and they mailed the legal team mailed out my firing papers.
0: I remember this. Which so
1: so me and Johnny. Get the get the phone call out of the way. You know, everything's going to be fine. We'll take care of everything, blah, blah, blah. And then that, I don't know if it was the next day. I think it was that next day, a Saturday, in the mail, I got my release papers dated for, you, get, you know, your 90-day pay mm-hmm. where my contract was terminated on my birthday, November 10th, which, like, oh, of shit. all the days. Yeah, which I think we touched on a little bit before. And that could have just been a coincidence. It's 90 days. But you would think they would, like, I will give it a couple days, and uh, <laughs> whatever, but it, it honestly, at that point, it, what, what does it matter? So I am furious at this point that I am,
0: have you had the conversation think, with John already beforehand? Cause I remember yeah, or, you did already. Okay. You know, me,
1: yeah. John, they, that phone call took place the day before when, when he fired masters, Chris masters and, and like lucky cannon and. Yeah. A couple other people that day. And I was that that final phone call. And and John, I know John didn't want to have to make that phone call. And John was the one who re, who hired me and rehired me mm-hmm. um, the second time around. And and to this day, and I like John Laurinaitis a, a lot. And, you know, and he never had an easy job being in that position of of head of TR talent relations. And so he uh, I call him furious. You know, what the fuck is going on? I thought you told me that I have my job, Mm -hmm. that I'm still employed, and I just got my release papers. He goes, he freaked out. Oh shit, shit! No, 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 no! Rip those up! Rip those up! Rip those (laughs) up! Uh, That was, and so now I'm thinking like, oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to these now, of course, because this is, this is, you know, I now know what I'm dealing with, with everything from from Hunter telling me we got to pull the plug on you eventually, And, and Vince too telling me this was I'll never, this was another moment I'll never forget of him lying to me was, uh, at extreme rules. The one karma debuted out in Tampa, Florida. Okay. Uh, back how many ever years ago he sees me. This was at, before I had my third surgery, he comes up to me and we had a nice little lengthy discussion and he goes, I'll never give up on you. He goes, we're going to get through this together. Uh, he goes, I don't have anybody like you. You're going to make me a lot of money. He goes, you know how to get over. And he goes, that's something that, that not everybody knows. And he goes, I'm, gonna allow you to make me a lot of money mm-hmm. and i'm never i'm never gonna give up on you were his exact words and then they gave up on me yeah so when when i hadn't been cleared yet and so this whole process that we talked about the thing with, with sincara which have made headlines by now of ryback slamming Sincara and Sinkara breaking ryback's ribs and whatnot and uh i i moved back to vegas but and I, and I wait, and I essentially I wait for them to give me a call back to, to go back on the road. But I had to go get attorneys, like I told you with all this. And and I had to explore what options I had. Because of your ankle. So because of my ankle and and the the negligence uh, and everything done by the part of WWE. And, and again, I put a lot of this on Matt Smith down at FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling. And a lot of this stuff they probably didn't know about at the time, in all fairness to them. But Matt was an employee for WWE who they were having control my future and control decisions for me down there which, by the chain of is, command,
0: which is weird because why wouldn't they just, I mean, did you eventually go to James Andrews or you went to someone else? I don't remember this. His,
1: I I know I, I eventually went to Birmingham, James Andrew, where Dr. Angus McBride okay. fixed my, which we talked about that yeah, yeah, on the yeah. last podcast where he, he told me, he goes, I can't guarantee you that you're going to ever wrestle again, but, you know this is going to give you the best shot and, and and again, I can never thank that man enough, Dr. Angus McBride, for giving me a chance to to do what I love and, and I'll never be a hundred percent my ankle I, I'm that strength in my left calf it's not it, I would say it's maybe seventy seventy five percent it'll never and, and it, it might have gone up a little bit over the years, but it's until that nerve connects back into my big toe okay there's just weak weakness there was so much nerve damage for over a year that, and I have trouble, like I used to be able to stand on the top ropes mm-hmm. um, nope, and, and do squats with Bill in de and Deep South and, and and walk along the ropes. And like now I can't even like when I go up for that splash, I have to put my right foot like on the steel mm-hmm. um, because my left foot is so wobbly. Oh. Uh, whenever it's not on a, a secure surface, it just wobbles because it's not as stable as it once was. And and so, like, little things like that I've just learned. And I, like there's sometimes in the ring I'll do something. And if you see, like, I'll sometimes, I don't necessarily trip, but, like, it's kind of like a mild drop foot mm-hmm. um, where that foot doesn't have the, the I believe it's the flexion uh, all the way back up. Like, it, it can point down completely normal, but going up, it's it's limited. And, again, I have that little piece of metal in my left ankle still, that I need to get removed. I told you because I am. I am confident. That's that what's doing every it. other Because every other piece of metal that guy put in my leg was fucked up. They told like and they they told me. Wow. And they showed me. So and also, they go, Oh, that one, that one looked fine. So they left that. And I wish it, it probably wouldn't be a difficult procedure to get it taken out. In all fairness, so um, I need to look into that.
0: And when you say you're getting lawyers, I think that you know the reason why you're getting lawyers. Wasn't so much like, hey, I'm gonna make a billion dollars. Like, I gotta protect myself. And all I want is the opportunity to, to perform, to, to, to be exactly. what Vince told you, right?
1: Absolutely. And so that was, I needed to know uh, in case, it, like, if my ankle wasn't gonna hold up, I don't know. And I hadn't even gone back to wrestling yet. And, and with things that had happened with them and the, the things that they had already done and, fi- and, and trying to fire me before I was cleared. And they didn't even know, like, like I would have been high and dry. I had no money. I had nothing at that yeah. point in time, you know, living week to week. And and not that there was just, it just was not handled appropriately. And they know that too. And it, having the attorneys, I, there was a very good chance had I chosen not to wrestle again. And like I said, and, and had I chosen to go to court mm-hmm. against the WWE, I would have made out really, really well by the way things had been handled with my situation. Mm -hmm. But, and I told WWE this, all I ever wanted was an opportunity to live my dream and make them money and earn my money. And I told them that time and time again. But I had to explore my options on that because, and they don't like it. They like to punch you in the face. They don't like it when you punch them back. Mm -hmm. I had to punch them back or otherwise I would never have been there. Ryback would never have existed Uh, as far as what people saw on WWE television. And I had to fight for every inch that I got from that point forward. So with that being said, they finally bring me back on the road. I'm I'm doing dark, uh, dark matches, you know, before the TV and I'm doing the live events working a pretty much a full schedule, maybe a weekend off here and there. Uh, but working consistently every weekend is skip Sheffield just in the trunks kind of like Nexus skip Sheffield. Yeah. That whole deal. And finally, we, you know, I go back to the Ryback name and, you know, that I'd had before WWE and I was not being used. Uh, I I was kind of getting frustrated with everything. And I finally had to go to to Vince and and have have a conversation with him and, and just give me an opportunity. No vignettes, nothing. Just put me on TV. I will get myself over. Just give me a chance to get over and put me on TV every week. And finally, he did. And what we saw was, was with those local talents that I can't thank enough was the rise of Ryback, essentially. And I had a lot of control in all that as far as what I did every night out in the ring, and it worked. And, and, I, and, the, and the fans got behind it. So fast forward where Cena goes out with the untimely elbow injury, and I'm still in my process of being developed in, uh, as far as in front of fans' eyes, uh, the Ryback character, everything was short squash matches essentially mm-hmm. at this time outside of a few little TV matches with guys like Jack Swagger and a little deal with the Miz that got cut short. Uh In and, and like 3MB, I had a few encounters with and they throw me in the main event. Well, what do you think happens bef- right before all of this when things were really, really starting to heat up? They, I get a phone call from Jane Geddes because I had uh, a lawsuit Pending that we were going to get ready to go follow through with on the doctor, Doctor Hersavici in Tampa, Florida,
0: hmm. who
1: had screwed up that that ankle surgery. Okay. So this was a lawsuit. I think that, I think people um,
0: need to be know who's Jane Geddes yeah. at that time. Like what was her role?
1: Jane Geddes was at that time the head of talent relations. Now, when WWE, they after John, John stepped down, they'd had they'd had made some switches in the office. So this is during that period uh, where John Johnny stepped down. And they then put Jane Geddes in charge of talent relations. Okay. Which was kind of... Hunter probably was still... like, You'd go to Jane for something, and then she would have to go to Hunter. And then it would go back to Jane. And then that was kind of like the chain of command. I get a phone call from Jane Geddes. And like I told you before, uh, she texted me or emailed me at some point earlier in the week to set up for this phone call. And I'm not actually. I'm not even going to go into depth of of what I have on this and whatnot. It's not even worth it uh, for the podcast. But she finally gives me a call that I was I was waiting for, and she because I know now I'm playing with the devil on on every every step of the way now from this point forward. And she tells me this phone call Ryan is off the record, Uh, and I go okay. And she she goes, Do you want your standing in this company? To, to remain good. Do you want your push to continue? Was essentially... Whoa. Was what she told me. And I said, well, yes, of course. Why wanted it? And she goes, we need you to drop the lawsuit against Dr. Hercevici immediately. And so this was a multi-million dollar lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Not, not against WWE, against the doctor that did this surgery to me that caused all this damage that was an open and shut case yeah. from everything that I was told from my team of attorneys. And that... Like... So I'm now... At this was, and I'm I'm so angry at myself looking back at all of this, that that I didn't trust my instinct because anytime time I've ever trusted my instinct, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And but you have to remember, so she essentially just threatened me with my push and everything going on, and me getting a chance to live my dream. Money's just finally at this point now; I'm making really good money now, yeah, and everything. So they 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 waited till just the right time. And, and she, we need you to drop this immediately if you want everything to remain good. And uh, I, I go, okay. And so I thought about it and I called the attorneys. There was a deadline. You have, I believe it was like a three year time limit or two year. There's some sort of, you know, statute of limitations and how long you have to actually file the lawsuit when we were getting, we were getting right. We're getting near to that period Yeah. or it was, uh, for whatever, there's something in, or it was, it wasn't that far away. But the moment I agreed um, to, okay, I, I will I will drop the lawsuit. And the moment that lawsuit expired is when they started really fucking with me. Really? Uh, yes. And where you saw that stop and go and you saw the seven straight losses. Now, and people can sit there and say what they want. You look at anything else on fire, red hot, number two in merchandise sales going up beating John on certain nights, and then you're just going to sit there and take everything away, lose seven. I've talked about this on other things. This is why this goes so in-depth with me and why it's so deep and so personal And because not only did they just fuck with me from a creative standpoint, they cost me security for the rest of my life for something that I had a right to follow through with based on what this guy did to me and the pain that this fucking guy caused in me having to overcome all of this. And so and me trusting them to give me an opportunity and, and all I asked them was an opportunity to let me go out there and get over mm-hmm. and, and I did. So why would you then on a, from a business standpoint fuck all of that up because this is all a game to them and they don't like getting punched in the face and they were gonna forever continue this with me no matter what I did, no matter how hard I worked or, and whatnot and, and everybody there works hard and whatnot but I had the results to prove my worth and they took it all away. And you can't, like I said, you can't, when they're told you have to go out there and lose in two minutes night after night or, or they make you look like a piece of shit time and time again, it doesn't matter what you look like or what you're doing behind the scenes. Perception is reality. And that was the perception that they were putting out there. And eventually I just had enough for it and I planned for it. And when the time was right, I got the fuck out.
0: So you think that the whole even... Heating you up was due to the fact, like, let's get him going because of this lawsuit thing. Like, do you think that's a part of it, or they just needed you because I think Cena, it was Cena went down. No, what
1: I, I think it was to appease me. I think it was, but I think it was their business still. They like, we'll get something out of them. Yeah. And too, but Vince, and they, and Hunter, they know my personality. Feed me more. That is fucking me. Like, I always want more. I I set a goal and I get it. and I want more and I'm thankful for everything. But I constantly. I love success. I love having success for myself. And so what better way to fuck with a human being that likes to have success than fucking dangle the carrot in front of him time and time again. And if you look, it all matches up to that. And so that is why, okay, I'll go control my success. And I, and, and I'll, I'll be responsible for things from now on because because you guys can't be, hmm. and and people can say what they want about it and, and whatnot. But I lived it and I experienced it and I know and and it's just not something that I that I felt I needed to stay for anymore.
0: And you think that's a? Do you consider that like a big regret? I mean, with the not pursuing the doctor thing, you think it would have worked out differently? Had you said like think, "fuck it," I'm going to keep going for the no, I'm yeah, gonna...
1: knowing what I did, yeah, because the lawsuit with the doctor it would have given me financial freedom at a much younger age which they don't want anyone to have no there, today's day and hunters told me directly he goes we never want another marquee name here in the wwe this was during my first contract negotiations really uh is yeah legit told me he goes we'll never we're never going to have another john cena and if you look that's why they book guys the way they book them. they don't want another they don't like guys to have too much power anymore in because,
0: case they walk away yeah or yeah
1: yeah so they like to control it, and, and the things where there was always interest with me, like I told you the the magazines and to not why wouldn 't you allow a talent to do those sorts of things in movie roles why wouldn 't you because because then there 's a possibility that it, like my early on run, oh this guy 's very believable that I could catch fire and then then there 's problems so um, that 's why and i 've had all this success the moment I leave there i 've like I've been able to do all these things effortlessly and, and, and people are about to see it's about to hit and it's like the Feed Me More Nutrition worldwide distribution. I am about to hit the ground fucking running and not look back and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back everything that I lost by holding out and, and listening to them early on. It's all coming back well, I think, and I'm thankful for
0: it. I think the most refreshing thing is seeing guys that walked away and I don't know who to lump in there aside from like you and Cody that are doing much better post-WWE you know and Wade
1: Barrett too. Wade is, you know, he's on oh, his Wade, second movie sure. already. He's just taking a break from wrestling. We but need like, to
0: get him back he, on these goddamn shows. <laughs> we need to I know
1: there's there's been a lot of interest in the the Gabe Justin Gabriel, uh, or PJ Black, uh Stu Sanders, Wade Barrett, and the big guy Ryback uh, for the uh the threesome nexus. So um we'll get Wade. Wade will come around eventually. I, I think he needs he's enjoying the break wrestling. And when you wrestle for WWE and like he did for the, he had a hell of a run up there, and even though creatively he he was stop and go time and time again, yeah, he was. Uh, he but he was he was a he, you know he's again one of the most recognized figures up there, and he's working the live event schedule. He was always involved with with, with top guys and always um, over, yeah, he, always over. And he's a top guy. He is, yeah. And, and it's it, you get burnt out after you know you work your entire life for something, and then you do that schedule, and they kind of. And anybody that it's hard for independent wrestlers to understand this, mm-hmm. but you again, once you get there and then you see the way that it is, you fucking get it really quick, sure. So, um, but, but I don't expect anyone that's never been there to understand that. So, well, but if he uh, ever
0: wants to sign some autographs and manage you and Gabriel on the outside, wrestle pro bullhammer, yeah, <laughs> one bullhammer per <laughs> night, wrestle pro will be waiting. Wade, you can
1: get the pinfall. You can get the strong shine at the end. And, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get them back out there. But it's, uh, again, you know, and I, I, I but there's going to be people out there that I wanted, I held off on the ankle story and everything I have said, is said 100%. This. You've never said You've never said the
0: ankle story before.
1: Outside of I've kept this very, there's the few people that I'm close with know about it and and whatnot, but I've never publicly acknowledged uh the facts that what happened throughout this entire process. And, uh, I'm thankful. And again, a lot of positives have come out of this uh, and it is, it, I it. I've talked about this before when these negative things have happened, it's, it's lit a fire under my ass to, to go a different direction with them and turn them into positives. And, uh, and like I said I'm thankful for everything that I've been able to 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 get from the WWE and financially even though it should have been so much more I'm thankful for what I did walk away with because it has allowed me the opportunity to do so much more uh and and, and I am so but do you see yourself ever told, going
0: back or no I think a lot of people would have said
1: I no and I think and again and, and this it's going to come down to to Vince himself, and like I said, like having a conversation with me, and giving me a phone call, and in and, in and, and talking and uh, and backing up what he says for once, and and Hunter, like I don't hate them, I don't hate them at all, and I've it's but there's a lot of anger and disappointment that's come from from being there, and, and everybody's experienced that, uh, and I'm not gonna like I told you, be afraid to sit here and tell the truth of what happened because too many guys, and, and I understand not speaking up, but people need to understand. From my booking and everything, what happened? Why I think that it happened? And and again, this is just my opinion, and these are facts from my point of view. And and you know they'll have their version of, of it, and which probably be lies. But it's <laughs> they're entitled to that. And and people can sit there and say, "Well, you're complaining. I'm not complaining about anything. I'm simply just telling you what happened." Because a lot of people, there is a lot of interest on on what I went through and why things happened the way they did. And and for me. Like I said, I got the PO box for the fan mail, and if you go to any of my social media accounts, you guys can see it. I always get back to all my fan mail. Every week I go pick it up and I sit down and, and there's more and more every week and, and I read every single letter and it's always there's so many great fans out there that just didn't understand the the why. And I get asked, why did you leave? Why did you leave? Why did you leave? And this is kind of, we have talked about it early on of the podcast, but this is the rest of it. And it all stems from this ankle situation and, and, it, and it's unfortunate, but like you said, never say never. You've seen everybody go back at some point. I am looking at this as that I never need to go back. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, they all like everything I have with feed me more nutrition and I'm not going to have to go back, but it's. Never say never. You know, a year from now, maybe I feel a little differently. Maybe you're like, well, maybe I feel like, but right now I don't. And and until Vince or Hunter and I think there just needs to be some really serious conversations and and, and got to kind of air the dirty la- you know, the dirty laundry and just get everything out there. And you know, they they have their point of view, but and they know I'm not wrong. They and deep down they know it. And um, if eventually if they want me back, they'll call me and they'll we will verbally discuss everything in detail but okay. this is my point of view
0: on it all right we're about 56 minutes into that one guy who hates me saying what time it is on the podcast so i think uh i think we uh wrap this up
1: absolutely and uh, i i do want to plug feedmemore.com guys Ryback247 on Snapchat, Ryback22 on Twitter, and the big guy Ryback 22 on Instagram. Check out feedmemore.com. I got a, I got all the big guy t-shirts, the shaker bottles. Feed me more nutrition is right around the corner here. Uh, check it out for the holidays. And you've just listened to another episode. <laughs> and I don't get of, to plug my oh. shit. <laughs> Well, you always add them <laughs> on at the end, so I didn't know. Uh, uh, I had
0: your no, stuff job uh, Go ahead. I can do, do your goddamn job. I plug Wrestle Pro Online, WrestleProOnline.com. Uh, Is I that got, right? I got 25 shows coming up this year. I think you're on uh, <laughs> 20 of them. No, uh, <laughs> I got uh, a yeah, uh, big new year coming up. I got about 25 events between that and com. I'm Buck Never Stops. across all platforms. Leave a review for this fucking show, a good one. Don't be like Pete, that fucking asshole who wrote on iTunes. <laughs> uh, we appreciate this. It takes this. a lot
1: of effort to, to write a negative review. But
0: uh, but uh, as, long as, as long as Trent still likes his show, I'm happy. It's the most important thing to That's
1: a, Trent Beretta. As long as he's happy, we're all happy. So <laughs> You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Thank you.
0: period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th.